0: About Damn, son! Oh, the rant people will never, never hear. Neville Hill, <laughs> Homestake dude. Okay, Culture Crusade podcast. I'm EJ Olson. This is Nick Durham. Can I tell you a Hope. story? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I've been playing a lot of Rocket <laughs> League, right? Yeah. With a lot of guys, and that's a conversation we'll have later because I, I want to talk about Rocket League again. But I was playing with Brennan, our bud, and. I don't know. We're, we're just fucking playing. We're listening to some tunes We're it's like neither of us are very good So we're just fucking around and we're just shooting the shit. And I say you remember Homestar Runner And he was like silent for like five seconds. So I just assumed like uh, no And he was like, what did he say? What did he say? He made he made some he did some fucking strong bag quote Right. I can't remember what the quote was and I was like fuck. Yeah, he remembers Homestar Runner So then I hit him with the great GR when he scored and he, he had a couple other quotes. And then it goes silent for like 10, 15 seconds. We're just, we're playing the game. And then he just goes, I don't know nothing about nothing. <laughs> hey dude, I'm telling you, I haven't laughed that hard. Like I couldn't even tell you the last time. I had tears streaming down my face. I couldn't play the game. I was <laughs> wheezing and I couldn't breathe. And I heard Brennan on the other end. The more I laughed, he started to laugh because he was like, why are you laughing so hard? And I'm wee- like gasping for air tears fucking fogging up my glasses and, and then he starts laughing more and I start laughing more. Just, I don't know. I don't know. About like, it was a horrible strong bad impression. It was pretty bad. Horrible, but it was so <laughs> funny. Good. It was so funny. It was a great impression of Brennan doing strong bad's bad impression. If you want to listen to some uh, classic
1: Homestar slash strong bad music, uh, I follow like one of the guys responsible for the Homestar runner website and they just posted like almost all the songs on Spotify as like a big huge like album. Really? Um yeah, but they're doing like they're separating some of them out. Like the limousine songs will be a separate like album and stuff. But there's most of them starts out with Everybody, Everybody. Everybody body. Everybody. Everybody body. <laughs> I know Flash is dying. No, it's it's pretty much dead. You have to like install it and it's sketchy as hell just having it. It is. It is. But I do have it. But if you go to Homestarrunner.com it's .com.
0: .net. It's .com. Everything is still up as of right now. You have to zoom in a lot because it's like a 480 by 640 little window. Right, right. <laughs> it is pretty tiny. Oh, my God. It's all it's all here, though, just, just how I remembered it. But there, if you go to the old Flash site, I don't know what that even means. The old one versus the new. I don't even know. Uh, so I assume I think they, they changed it.
1: Uh, at some point, they had like a Flash window and then links were like actual text. But then they updated it later so that the bottom little bar was part of the flash window. I don't
0: know. Oh, I see.
1: They, they've had like iterations. They changed it a lot over like the 10 years that they were active.
0: Something that I would love to play is the Homestar Runner game. Uh, the, the, the,
1: the 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 one that Telltale made? Uh, correct. The Strong Bad's uh, game for beautiful people or something. Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people, which came out. Yeah.
0: 2008, 2009. 2008. And it came out on the Wii. Yeah, on the Wii. Which I think is, it came on a DS also, didn't it? I think it was just uh, PC and and the Wii, which is crazy because it only had a digital copy, and obviously the Wii servers are down, so you can't buy it anymore. Of course, you can buy it on Steam or whatever. But I thought I had a physical copy on the Wii. Did it not? Fact checking because if it, if they do, I, I got to pick it up, right? Well, yeah, you need a cool game for someone else, not for you. <laughs> Listen, man, I talk a lot about how I'm a reformed collector. <laughs> and this is true but I got my old consoles and my old CRT hooked back up in my office and I've been playing a lot of PlayStation just saying here's a question for you yeah think about your
1: ideal shelf of those DVD size cases yeah and buddy. what that's filled. okay so it's filled up it's got all the games you could possibly want do you like seeing the white spine of the Wii games or is that unappealing to you for me it seems unappealing it feels cheap I don't know why
0: Yeah, I get that. I just prefer consistency. So, as long as the collection itself is consistent, which it's not, Mario's a red case. I think you can get an alternative white case version. I
1: think they've got red cases for their selects also, or was that just for the the Wii U? They had a different uh, Wii U. They did a different color. uh, In three Ds, after they sold like a certain number or whatever, they had like a cheaper
0: version. Which it's like such a funny thing that collectors bitch about is PS2 had that too the greatest hits oh yeah PS1 had the green spines wasn't that like the older ones or was that a greatest
1: hits thing too greatest hits greatest hits yeah
0: green uh, was greatest hits and then um, just collect long boxes for PS1 like a like a real collector there are collectors out there who do that exclusively oh of course and it's insane and I, I wasn't that bad of a collector I just wanted. Games to play eventually, and I wanted them to look nice on my shelf yeah none of the
1: none of the things I wanted to actually have were viable to collect the actual boxes for them too like I'm not putting Game Boy cases in a collection like something that's 300 like 300 times the size of the freaking cartridge itself right just ridiculous and they're so expensive,
0: especially but the, like, like for older a disc games, you'd want it to be in a case right but even even you know I'm looking right now like all my cartridges and 64 Super Nintendo I, I bought custom little game cases and printed out covers just so I had a nice little, you you seen them? Just a nice little, um, just to be able to put on the shelf, keep them protected from dust, etc. Of course, eighty percent of my collections in boxes, ready to sell eventually, and they have been for a while now. But but I got the consoles back out, and I've been playing PlayStation and dude, transitioning from from like working full time and then also trying to operate my own business and then also being in a band and then all these other things I have going on, trying to cram all the things I like into that little two or three hour window in the evenings is like really fucking tough. And I didn't realize, I mean, I knew to a degree my level of stress and anxiety and like just how weary I was just living. But like, I didn't realize like how hard it is. Like I've had motivation to play games again. Right. Right. And of course it's easy to do when you're getting paid to play video games and you're not doing anything. But I'm just like, dude. Is this what it's like to do what I want? To wake up, go for a walk, take a shower, take my time making a nice meal. Like, I'm gonna hop on, play some games with the boys. Like, I'm in the middle of playing SSX Tricky right now. I know you know all about great SSX game. Tricky. I love that game. That was a great game. I had on PS2 back in the day. GameCube version is the version to play. But I'm a I'm a PS2 purist. That controller. That's how that's how you
1: gotta play it. Was there. What was different with the the GameCube version versus the PS2 version? Oh, just
0: with most uh multi plat games, it just looked and ran better on the PlayStation or on the GameCube. And it didn't have any problems like holding all the music? Not not that I recall. I mean it might have, I don't know. I just
1: know that like the since the GameCube discs were smaller, they held less data, so something they would cut out on was
0: uh licensed music. Mm. Dude, I'll tell you, I'm playing on that old CRT, little J V C chonker back there. Cha. Sure. And, but I'm playing the PlayStation with the component cables hooked up. Dude, freaking crispy. Crispy. Oh, crispy. It, dude, it looks <laughs> nice. Nice. So, And I've got the same hookup for my, my Wii. Although, dude, my Wii collection is very small. Like, My nostalgia with the Wii pretty much starts and ends with Super Smash Bros. Brawl and Wii Sports. At least you can play the GameCube games on it. This is true. They don't take advantage of the component cables, unfortunately.
1: That sucks. That's um, too bad, man.
0: In GameCube, component cables
1: are hella expensive. <laughs> yeah, like it's like two hundred dollars. I would be
0: shocked if they were less than four hundred at this point.
1: I think at this point, it'd be cheaper for you to get like the HDMI upscaler and just do that on your TV. Obviously, you're not getting the nice CRT like fuzziness, but right? and the aspect yeah. ratio will be all weird. But like, man, getting that color clarity and getting like the Cause like a lot, of, there are some uh, GameCube games that some run in widescreen. I know that some can run a 480i, right? 480p, like p Yeah, some of them better. can run a 480p. Yeah, yeah, Interla- non-interlaced. But yeah, that sucks. So Those component cables are super expensive.
0: Something I really want to experiment with is you know the Game Boy player w- it was a really fucking cool idea, you know, 20 mm-hmm. years ago. But it had a lot of issues, and those are especially exacerbated now. Just with, like, the resolution is bad, the the frame syncing is really bad, so you get these weird hitches. But there's a mod you can do. I think I know what you're talking about. Quick question, though. Yeah. With Game
1: Boy games that had Super Game Boy compatibility, did they have that on the Game Boy Player also for the GameCube? Like, you know, if you put Donkey Kong 94 into a Super Game Boy for the Super Nintendo, it had, like, a special palette, it had a special, like, border around the screen because the the 140 by or the ones 160 by 144 was smaller than the resolution of like a CRT TV so they added like cool borders for, for certain games like Donkey Kong Land had a special border Pokemon Pinball and like I think maybe the original Pokemon Yellow had a special border really and it had like customized palettes so it was not as good as like a Game Boy Color but it was like sort of similar where, like, you would go to a different screen and then suddenly you'd have a different four-color uh, four palette.
0: I know, I do remember a few years ago playing Pokemon uh, Ruby on on the Game Boy Player briefly. And they had borders, but I don't know if that was unique to the uh, cartridge I was playing or if it was built in.
1: Yeah, the Game, Boy, the, the Game Boy Player for the GameCube had special borders that you'd, like, cycle through. But it wasn't the same, like, 4 by 3 you know, uh special borders that the Super Game Boy had, but I wasn't certain right. if like Game Boy the original Game Boy games that had Super Game Boy capabilities. Oh, if oh that I would see. be ported forward to the super to the
0: to the Game Boy player. I don't know. That's an experiment that I will try. So you I want to said check that out. You said um Pokemon Pinball? I think Pokemon Pinball. I okay. think.
1: I know for certain that Donkey Kong ninety four did. And I'm pretty sure um uh Donkey Kong Land had it also. It'll say on the cartridge itself, like, Super Game Boy enabled. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I don't... There was uh, even,
1: like, a, there was a, there was like, an Asteroids... Not Asteroids, it was, like, Space Invaders, maybe? There was a... That is, like, a really, really, like, cool Super Game Boy mode built into it that was, like, a whole new game on top of it that actually made us... They put a Super Nintendo game onto the Game Boy, then it only worked if you put it into the Super Game Boy player. It's really crazy, but, yeah.
0: So, Game Boy... Or, excuse me, Nintendo gamecube component video cables depending and of course there's no way to verify if these are real or not yeah it was has there ever been any effective like aftermarket ones a few as of a few years ago there were not uh and i can't remember the reason why there was a reason why they were not able to be replicated um i think part of it was just cost of components and like you know the technology it's just not worth
1: not a high enough demand but demand's Probably gotten higher since, but it's just so expensive it keeps the demand down.
0: There's, there, sorry. There's one knockoff looking thing, but it does not look like a typical, uh, typical component cable. So I don't know what it is. Component is five, isn't it? It's red, green, blue, yellow, white.
1: Yeah, this one only has three. Maybe so it's just the video. Is it just red, green, blue. Correct. I think yellow, white is the two channel. Right, on your
0: your audio is separately. Uh, okay, Maybe. that makes sense. The official GameCube goes from anywhere from two seventy five to five hundred, depending on. Um, condition, condition stuff, box, box yeah. um, etc just insane just not not worth it to me anyway that was a huge tangent we were we were going down this rabbit hole collection anyway SSX tricky I was gonna ask you you know what what memories do you have of that game and have you played it recently because it both strangely holds up in a, in ways I didn't think it would but is also horribly infuriating to play at the same time. I mean, I
1: don't think I've played that game, uh, man, probably like 15 or 16 years. I think that was one of the first games we got on the PS2. That was actually a PS2 game. Uh, We had Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, Mm -hmm. the PS1 disc that we played on the PS2. My brother had an NCAA basketball game because he got it for his birthday in 2001. It was his, his 13th birthday. Okay. And then later in the year, I got the GameCube for Christmas. And so we really only had uh, the NCAA basketball game and then probably we got the football game later in the year because that would have come out in like August or so. But and then we had SSX Tricky at some point. I don't know when we got that, though, if I'm like reaching back into my mind palace. But it's a, it was a really great game. I really loved playing it. I don't remember too much about it except that it was like a downhill race with like tricks that would give you boosts and like points but I don't remember if it was, like, what the modes were, what the... I know there was, like, secret paths and, like, shortcuts and stuff and, like, different routes that you could take throughout the levels. I remember one of the levels was Garibaldi, because I remember that word specifically. It's a a very fanciful word for a 10-year-old.
0: Also, Garibaldi, the town residing just outside of Tillamook that we have to pass through every year when you go to the beach. There's a lot of Garibaldis out there, bro. No, but that's how I always remembered it was I was... I was very familiar with Garibaldi having, you know, grown up in that neck of the woods and and having... Driving around the corner and seeing that big G in the, the hill. big G? I don't know who made
1: that G, but they are the the true G. How do you do, fellow kids? Yeah, I, I don't remember much of it except for, like, when you activated that special meter and it played Run DMC. It's
0: tricky to rock a rhyme, to rock a rhyme, that's right Yeah, buddy. It's tricky. SSX Tricky is a very interesting game. And I say interesting because... It was such a phenomenon, but we haven't seen anything really like it. I don't think in a very long time, and especially not on that scale. You're right. As a downhill racer, you're you're a snowboarder, and they have two modes. They have a race mode and a show off mode where you're just competing for points, but still on the downhill race tracks. It's not like you're just in a half pipe, you know, going full Tony Hawk or anything. But it, but it holds up. I mean, it's the physics are both really sometimes accurate and, and really tight and feel good but sometimes just infuriating where you're like you'll clip a pixel and just go fucking flailing and then you, your guy doesn't recover or there, there are funny things where like you'll fly off the map and I don't remember, know if you remember this but you fly off the map and if you were so far off course you couldn't get back it would quickly just like play this like chime sound oh and the screen would go white it would put you back on course right. but like a lot of the times you'll fucking chime yourself off, and it'll put you back, but it'll put you back over a gap, so you'll fall, it'll happen again, and you'll fall, it'll happen again, and it'll finally get you where you need to go, and you're like, oh great, now I'm in last place again, thanks. Like the worst Lakitu from Mario Kart. (laughs) Right. Uh. It's It's narrated, Uh, and when you do tricks, the uh, homies like, Do that one again! Yeah, or if you do the same trick, he's like, the people want to see something new. And you're like, oh, shit, I got to step it up. Like, <laughs> and and you, so you're filling a boost meter with your tricks. And so that's why like doing tricks is like important while you're racing because it has a tangible benefit by by giving you boost. And and if you fill your boost, then you can do an Uber trick. And then an Uber trick will like fill your tricky meter. And if you fill the tricky meter, you'll have like, infinite boost the rest of the race. So you're like trying to balance these like pretty difficult races against some pretty competent AI for the most part. I mean, it's not been too difficult for me. There's only like, I think one course that I've had to like play a few times to like get it down.
1: I remember there was one course that I don't remember if it was Garibaldi, but I think it was, maybe it was like Tokyo, but there was like a city course that you went like into the city at some point and like navigating those turns was kind of tough.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Garibaldi is the first map. um, Is it? Okay. It is... Uh, just a mountain, but yeah, there is, there is. I can't a- remember if it was the first or the last because there's one that's like really, really long,
1: and it's the last course. It's like the Rainbow Road of SSX training. Oh, okay, that was a really tough one too.
0: So I haven't gotten there yet. I am. I've gold medaled all the races until a certain point, and now uh, they won't unlock. They won't unlock that course until I go and do the show off mode and qualify in enough. You know where it's like you have to get a gold medal by getting X amount of points, uh, which is a lot harder. And those are interesting because they put these modifiers throughout the level. You can get these tokens that will boost your, uh, you know, how many points you get if you land a trick. Mm. Uh, But the combos are, like, insane to pull off. You know, R2, R1, L2, L1, square, hold left on the D-pad, but you're trying to also hitting back on the analog stick to, like, get your guy it. It's just like, yeah, I remember remember the stuff like that. It, It reminded me of, like, putting in cheat codes and,
1: like, main menus, but it was just, like, press all these buttons while you're in midair and hope you have enough time to do the
0: animation before you land or else you're just going to eat shit. Bro, I have not found a fucking course where I can do a 720. And I can't progress further in my trick book until I pull off a 720. And I just, I'm like, no matter what I do, I can't get enough air and enough spin. And I'm like, what am I not doing? To, do I have to hit the D-pad and the analog stick? Like, what do I need to do? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. remember. It's been I don't 16 know. years. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but I've been playing that every morning. And is the character you're using, do they have different stats? Yes, but I have boosted her so much, you know, if you come in gold, uh, you get a gold medal coming in first place, you get maximum stat, stat points. points to, to yeah. allocate, so I'm, I'm almost maxed out with the character I've been using. I just didn't know if, like, spin was one of the stats you could you could boost up. No, there's tricks, there's stability, there's edging, and there's speed. Edging. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what does the tricks gauge do? I, you know, I don't How know. How do you level up your tricks? I I just think that Is maybe more points or I, I don't know. Do you get more airtime? Do you spin faster? Do you can you transition between that tricks would be, faster? That would
1: be airtime
0: and rotation speed. I would guess. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I could be wrong. Of course, I'm getting texts right now asking if I want to play Mario Kart, which we have not done in a week. Yeah, I see you
1: popping in the the Discord and hitting up the boys to play some Mario yeah, Are you guys just doing races? Are you doing battle
0: mode? Are you doing a little mix of everything? But, balloon battle, bob, bob on battle. Fucking shine thief is the new one that's dri- driving us just fucking insane. That shit's so hard. He and
1: done any of what is it? The cops and robbers one? I remember that being a
0: new mode. Yeah, uh, renegade roundup. Renegade roundup. Yeah, I haven't played a lot of that. I haven't played a lot of Mario Kart. It, dude, it's just such a fun thing to pop into with the, with. Yeah, your I mean, I should I
1: should play with you guys sometime, but like. I've just been playing so much goddamn Animal Crossing.
0: Dude, where where are you at in your town? Okay, let's get a little Animal Crossing update. So I had like this I had this bug up my butt trying to
1: trying to get this quarry set up. I wanted all my hittable rocks in one little section so I wouldn't have to go hunting around for them every day, but that ended up being a bust. I I the way I was doing it is so every time you have six rocks around, alright? If you eat a fruit, you can hit it with a shovel and break the rock. And then the next day, one will spawn. So if you break two rocks, you'll get one. Then you'll get another one the next day. And they can only spawn in a spot that is free uh, in a three-tile you know radius or diameter. So a three-by-three three section can have a rock in it. It can be blocked by like flowers or items placed. But they certain items only count in certain ways. So like if you have... It's kind of hard to explain this like verbally. But if you have a three-by-three three square... And you have a flower not in the middle but like on the left side a rock can spawn in the middle and the flower won't affect its spawning location but if you have like a river somewhere in there that won't let the rock spawn there so what i was doing is i was just digging up a bunch of pillars of like the terraformed cliffs so every you know i'd go cliff blank blank cliff blank blank cliff horizontally and then I'd go down to and i'd do that again so my entire island was covered with these goddamn nightmare pillars because I was trying to force these rocks to spawn in a specific location. And ugh, I had so much trouble with it, man. I would forget like one spot. So I'd have like a rock just like in this really inconvenient spot. I'm like, God damn it. Got to break this rock and try again. Put another pillar there. So spawn block that
0: location. I'm, I'm curious as to why you wouldn't have just done the weed method. And just cover every tile except for the six you want in weeds. Could have very well have done that. It's but a lot of work. If I had enough weeds, it's
1: still a lot of work. No matter what I would have yeah. done, it would have been a lot of work. And it got to the point where I had my entire island covered. There was no spawn locations except for the three additional spawn locations because I had three rocks that were exactly where I wanted them. I had three spots left for rocks. And then rocks just stopped spawning. Huh. I waited a week. I got no rocks. Also throughout this entire time, I got no money trees. So I was just like, I'm missing out on the game. And I, I have to weave and duck and dodge and roll around trying to get through this stupid town because of all these nightmare pillars that I put up. I made a nightmare of my own design. Let's see.
0: Tom Nook says, <laughs> you were so busy asking if you could play God that you never stopped to wonder if you should. And he punished you for it, motherfucker. <laughs> punished you uh, for I it. Want, now I want a live action Animal Crossing movie with Jeff Goldblum as Tom Nook.
1: <laughs> yes, <Wow>. yes. <laughs> it's like, ha 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 ha
0: so uncomfortable. I was going to say that should be our intro today, but I think we've already done that. <laughs>
1: yeah, we've probably done more intros than we could possibly narrow down. But anyway, I ended up, I knocked out all the pillars. I've got four rocks and a quarry, and the other two are just going to be wherever the fuck they end don't up. Don't give up. You, know? you got to
0: try it again. You, now the things are reset. You got to try it again. I'm not going to try it again, EJ. Dude, you have four, but not six. That's cancer. Yeah, well, I can't, I don't know.
1: I waited a week and I got no new rocks. What am I going to do? I'm not going to start over. That was awful. Also, I don't need all these weeds everywhere. I'm trying to, I'm trying to breathe these flowers. I'm not going to put my game on hold to try and accomplish one thing when I could be accomplishing other things and actually enjoying myself. See, that is an attitude.
0: Yeah. That I should have adopted
1: because how many times have you just clear cut your entire island and started over at this point? Four times. I think I saw your island on iteration one or two.
0: And that was when I was actually, I had my little house and I, I had the beginnings of a yard and I was trying to get houses placed and had a little stuff going on to the beach, but I was very much like, maybe you hadn't even seen it at that point. I, I like cleared my town of all trees and flowers because I wanted to strategically place them. I wanted a blank slate so I could get my neighborhood set up in a grid that I liked. When I was over on your island, you didn't have any
1: trees, but you had roses and you're trying to breed black roses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I did breed if a That lot gives those. you a
1: snapshot of... Yeah. Your own mental anguish.
0: So I had a plan that I really liked. And then I started watching other people's videos on the internet and seeing That's how creative thought, though. people got. And I'm like, ah oh, man, I just want something that like, I feel this cool about when I enter my town. I wanna to feel like, wow, I'm really proud of the work I put into this. And I want it to be worth it when you guys come over to see my town and say, whoa, that 300 hours is worth it. But all I've done with that 300 hours is paralyze myself with, with fear and anxiety and dread that I'm going to lose lose the motivation to do this before it pays off and I've wasted all this time. So I get stuck in this fucking feedback loop in my own head and now I'm not doing anything. I've raised it again and this time it's a full raise. I cleared every path. I had spent so much time building paths. I cleared every path, I nuked my orchard, I am back to zero. And the other day in the group chat, Drew made some shitty comment. It was fun. Oh, man. It was
1: it was It was so funny. That
0: was a really, really good dig. So, because it was out of nowhere. <laughs> right. He, he was like, because well, he was going back to the chat from last week and I had made a comment about raising my town again. And he, he made a comment about how I have nothing to show for it despite playing for 315 hours. And then Chris hits me with the how EJ sees himself, and it's a a picture of Dr. Manhattan, you know, and then how we see him. And it's just a kid eh, with fucking Legos. Like, that was a good meme. That was nice. He fucking got me. It is super true. And I've gotten to a point where now I feel like I'm behind everybody because I've been, I was so, I was like, I time travel as quick as I could, and I get as much money as I could. I just want, you know, I I want to get all the, the villagers I want in my town, and I want to build things up and make everything cute and, very intentional, you know, wherever I can. And I just, I'm like, okay, I got to just take like two days where I do nothing. I don't talk to anybody. I don't play any other games. I just, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to get the bones so that I can just, you know, but then I'm like, ah, I got to plan everything first. I got to, I got I to gotta figure out where I want the neighborhood now. Then I got to figure out where I want my, my to graph paper, man. You need, to, you need to look away from a
1: screen and look at something, you know, sit in, sit in your yard on a nice day, put on your sunglasses, your weird little old man, boomer hat. And just like, just like, you can't fit the entire town on your on your graph paper, but if you just like, okay, I know where the town center is, I know where the dock is, I know where my little my little outshoot is, you know where all your you know the the out was it the river mouths get your river mouths set up, and then just be like, okay, I want a neighborhood here, I want six villagers in this neighborhood, I want four villagers in like a side neighborhood over here, all my house over here, I kind of want like cliffs and like get like a rough sketch going, and then narrow it down to the details. Start broad, narrow in you know, the, the size of your neighbor's houses where it's like, what, four by three and like the, the shops are like four by six. And then like the nooks cranny and the, um, the museum are five by seven. Like you just get the dimensions of everything and just like start planning super meticulously. And it's going to suck because I know there are certain things that you'd want to do where you're like, Oh, I want to have a bridge going up to this place and I having it lead up to the museum, but it can't line up. So you have to fucking scrap that. You can't do that. I'm sorry. You got to do two bridges or you just do nothing. Okay.
0: My museum, which I was really proud of, that was the first thing I did. It's pretty pedestrian now, based on the things I've seen. But I've made some modifications to it. That's the one thing I'm proud of, and that has remained. My museum has not changed since I put all the terraforming work into cute little waterf- waterfall museum with the the two double ramps, two double ramps, and now it's four double ramps. And there's a big T-Rex out in a courtyard in front of it. And I'm I'm making room for a bunch of bushes, Couple fountains. So yeah, it's. Uh, a work in progress still, Nick, despite all those hours invested in terraforming. You know, I've probably done way more fucking terraforming than any of you guys, but I have nothing to show for it. Yeah. If, I mean, I had at one point I had this giant structure. I might have talked about it on the last podcast view. I had this giant structure, multi tiered layer with waterfalls and bridges for my house. And I did all this work over like a two day period. And I realized, oh, man. This isn't big enough and this isn't what I want. I'm going to now build it back into a fucking cave. Nah, this is kind of lame. This is kind of far away. I don't even know what to do. So every night, every night, I watch Animal Crossing videos on YouTube trying to get ideas, take pictures, and I have a whole list of things I want to add, not just structurally and layout wise, but also like my little Easter eggs, like design, you know, custom design stuff. And I have all these things that are in my brain that I got to bring to fruition and it's just uh it's really hard to commit to anything and, and feel like I'm gonna be satisfied with it. Still enjoy it when I play it, but uh I yeah, play it it's less. Tough and like for me,
1: it's both good and bad that I have this idea that I'm trying to execute on where I'm trying to like make it it's not gonna be one to one. I mean I I gave up on that a long time ago as far as like trying to like capture the vibe and layout of the Coholent map from, you know, the Game Boy Game Link's Awakening. But I'm pretty happy with um my one neighborhood right now that's what i've been sort of like sprucing up doing the doing the path stuff because i'm working on that you know just sort of chipping away at it and then i'm trying to breed flowers because i want to get a seven by seven uh pink flower patch and then i'll just be done with pink flowers for the future for now and just doing like you know just doing little bits and pieces here and there i got my forest set up behind the the town i got my house which i think i'm probably gonna modify a little bit because i want to get rid of some of the waterfalls because waterfalls are loud as fuck and they're like they're visually kind of cool but like beyond that they're just kind of noisy so i've kind of moved past the the i don't know the wedding the the honeymoon phase as you should say sure of waterfalls i'm kind of over it um i just don't i want to get i i want to get my river mouths actually feeding into rivers so i I started sort of working on that i got a got my able sister shop a little bit west of my museum and I'm going to have a river running between those shops and I have the bridge going over that, but I want the river to feed up into some cliffs so I can actually, you know, catch fish because you need to, you know, get to get cliff rivers for certain fish spawns, same with ponds and all that. So I'm trying to do the combination of making my town fit my actual layout with elements of the coherent map. And then also be it like make it a feasible animal crossing island where I can actually find the things that I want to find like the bugs that spawn in certain places and like the the fish that spawn in certain places as well I think my next progress my next project that I'm going to work on is probably um there's like a, a graveyard kind of thing and Link's Awakening and I think I'm going to do that with like dirt path ground and then like a bunch of tree stumps so I'm going to be stealing a bunch of trees from Mystery Islands and bringing them over, planting them, chopping them down, that whole thing. It's going
0: to be fun. In, in a way I envy you because you have a blueprint and you're having to you have to make modifications, you have to condense it, you have to take liberties in certain places and I get that. It's jazz. Right, <laughs> right, but you have that foundation and that's where I feel like I want that foundation, but I feel if I took a foundation from somebody else's island it would be illegitimate, and I wouldn't feel good about my island. I want it to be something that I. Well, you're have- taking
1: inspiration from other islands as as you go along. You're talking about watching these YouTube videos of people doing their little island tours and showing off what they've made, and you're you're obviously going to glean, you know, inspiration from that. You're going to glean inspiration if I post a picture of my island. If anybody even posts a picture, you know, you gonna be like, "Oh, that's cool. I should do something like that," and that's fine. Like that's the best way. You know, the best way you learn is by copying. So. But what, but I think you're having a little bit of trouble with is like, you're getting too much inspiration and it's contradicting stuff that you already have set in place. And then it ends up colliding with each other to the point where you're just like, well, I'm just going to scrap it and start over. (laughs) Right. And like, that's, that's hard. That's hard to, to come back from. I think you
0: just have to pick something and stick with it and, and execute on it. I'm hoping this weekend I can just hone in on it and, uh, I want to make progress so that I can feel like I can just start playing the game again. And for me, Animal Crossing has always been this more of a more of a, a simulator in the sense that, like, I, I want to decorate my house and build my town. And like, I'm I'm not as interested in the minutia of catching catching the same fish nine thousand times or or talking to my neighbors ten times a day. Like, that's part of the experience, and, I, and I'm doing that and I'm enjoying that. And you know, you know, but I, I, this is a this is like. Just a really, this is like my, this is the Dark Souls of Minecraft. Minecraft the Dark Souls. This is the Dark Souls of Animal Crossing. <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you keep workshopping that one, it's, it's Minecraft, but really hard. It's like gatekeeping Minecraft. I want it, with a lot less freedom and a lot more, you know, it's just a very obtuse way to try and build what I want to build within the confines of this cute little world Nintendo's created.
1: Little restrictions, uh, create, uh, creativity. They, they they breed creativity yeah breed oh, yeah.
0: it listen i know i know and i'm and i see the stuff you're doing i'm like man that man has a vision and and the talent to pull it off game changer me no i'm the bench warmer bro i'm the fucking team manager you're the water boy of the water boy <laughs> there has been a lot but there's been something that we've talked about privately and brendan and kevin and i were talking about it yesterday and that is the last of us and that is this, this is a multifaceted issue it's been delayed multiple times. Yeah, it
1: recently, like as of like three weeks ago, it was indefinitely delayed. Correct. Which means not that it's delayed forever, but that they don't have a, a date that they're putting on it that they're delaying it to. Right. But indefinitely makes it sound like really scary and right. like to the point where they had to cancel pre orders because of laws in Europe and stuff where you can't just like you can't pre order
0: something that doesn't have a release date. What a nightmare! And 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 the fact that they said it's indefinite, that's sort of indicative of... They don't know. They don't know, <laughs> and because and is it a supply chain issue, which is what we assumed? That's what they said, but like you can say whatever you want, whether we believe them. Right. And so so now, that was one thing. And, and we talked about last week, it, it's kind of, maybe the timing isn't good. Hey, yeah, the supply chain issue is an issue. A lot of copies of these games aren't going to be sold because people can't get them. But also the timing, maybe uh, this game about the fucking end of the world, the virus. That you know, maybe maybe that it was optics. Maybe that played into it, and and not on Naughty Dog's part. Maybe PlayStation I think that helps higher them ups. as much
1: as that that hurts them. Like you saw the the huge spike in people playing Plague Inc. and watching that movie Pandemic and stuff. Like people are interested in fiction based on like their their lives as much as they are in fiction that helps them escape. Right, I think it helps as much as it hurts. Yeah, I, I am with you. I think if if it were an optics thing, it was a total mistake. Yeah. I think it's less than that. I think it I think it is I think it or I should say was more of the reality of like, hey, distribution is really hard on a good day, but now with like shipping being totally fucked right now, it makes it really hard to put these games in stores. I mean Square Enix has had really bad issues with shipping. Like they had problems with the game leaking early last year and they put out Kingdom Hearts 3 and then this year, with uh, Final Fantasy VII, they're just like, you know, fuck it. If you get it early, you get it early. If you get it late, sorry. Digital release will be on this day. Everyone else, fend for yourself. You
0: know, we're just trying to get it out to people. Try not to spoil it. That's, un- that's unfortunate. And this is a delicate balancing act that I see. Because you've got the higher-ups at Sony. You've got the more immediate, like, PlayStation superiors. Then you've got the studio. And then you've got all the workers who are working on this game. And all these different tiers of, of individuals have different motives. If it was a supply chain issue, I see how someone, one one member of the team, like say the, the studio might say, oh, no, 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 we want to wait till supply chain is fixed because they want to sell as many copies initially as possible because that, I mean, that does a lot of things, obviously. And they want, from a creative standpoint, they want everyone
1: to have access to the game at the same time on the same day, equal right. access for everybody because... As much as digital distribution has grown and as the install base of digital has grown, it's still less than 50% for most of the big AAA games. So if you're cutting off half of the people that can get your game or will get your game, that's like a big blow, especially with games that have such a high front-loaded end like front loaded purchasing cycle. Last of Us will sell for a while, but since it's not a multiplayer game, it's not going to have the kind of legs that Call of Duty or... Grand Theft Auto Five would. Most of the people who buy this game are going to buy it in the first week that it's out, the first month that it's out. So it makes sense that they would want to get everybody on the same distribution channels at the same time. I totally understand that. Not to mention, they probably actually have contracts where they can't release their game digitally before they sell it physically with like Walmart and Target and Amazon and like all their, you know, physical distribution
0: partners. Well, I think they should have gone ahead and still said... Just talking about the physical release. It's not when they say supply chain issues, I can't imagine that means we literally cannot produce any copies. Well, it's production and
1: shipping to right. the, the the places. I mean it's it's everything. It's just right. it's everything. So
0: there are delays. That that's that's the reality of the world we're in. There are delays. Right. And but but here that's that's what I was saying about these different tiers of, of individuals who are like, Well, we want the game to come out ASAP. Like the people creating the game, right? The the people who are writing this game and developing this game, they're like, We want to get it out. And now that we have these leaks all these people from Naughty Dog are coming out and bitching about, oh, my God, these fucking leaks are going to undermine our game. And then you look at it and say, well, how much of that is going to completely pull the rug from under you? Is this going to hurt your sales? Should have maybe just done a digital release and let the physical issues kind of just let the chips fall. They, they may. And when things pick up, people start getting them. If they choose to buy it digitally, that's what they'll do. But it's kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right, I think they should have just not delayed it. It's definitely a a bad situation for everybody. (laughs) Right, and now that these leaks are out, and and I don't know anything about the leaks. I'm not going to spoil anything. I ask that you don't spoil anything, Nick. But the reception's not been good. If the leaks are true, and then you wonder how much of it is this a disgruntled ex employee who's been laid off due to COVID? Is this a disgruntled ex employee who was fired for some other reason? Is this just someone who said "fuck this, fuck your delay"? You know, I want my game out there, we want our game out there, and they just did this out of spite. Like, if they hadn't delayed it, would this have happened? Because because the game wasn't still scheduled to come out for two, uh, uh, three weeks from now? Four weeks? End of May. So it's still like, it's not like, oh, it was gonna come out last week and someone leaked it to piss him off and said, fuck you. It's like It still is a month ahead of when the game was slated on that second release date. But maybe it was just someone who, out of spite, who said, you delayed it, so I'm gonna release this, fuck you. It's just, you can't predict the future. You don't know if it would have happened differently if we would have done something else. But this is why, and this is easy for us to say as consumers, the most consumer-friendly move would have been to just release the damn game. And and yeah, there are supply chain issues right now, and that sucks. But guess what? The people who refuse to buy a digital copy, they can stay off of Twitter, right? They They, they can avoid YouTube.
1: Yeah, and they're, I mean... As far as just the integrity of the story and keeping people from being spoiled, there's no point in not releasing it di- digitally right away, so it's obviously, that's not like their main concern. It's obvious that they have to, that there's like contracts in place that they don't want to try and renegotiate sure. or reneg on, you know?
0: Which is why, if again, they should have just tried to truck through with the original plan and avoid a lot of headache.
1: Yeah, I wonder if that was even viable though, I mean... I'm sure part of it was distribution and another part of it was like actually finishing the game and like Right Naughty Dog has had like a really um notorious like crunch culture. Right. Which can we just for a second, can we just talk about how the word crunch is a stupid phrase? Like why do we say that? Why why has that been the one that they chose? Like it's forced overtime.
0: I think that's just an easier way for people to to
1: digest. Yeah, it's just a dumb word. I just don't like it. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just going on the record right now. Don't like the word crunch. Yeah, the, the force overtime. If it's not forced, then it's just it's just overtime. Then, <laughs> if it's not forced, then don't complain.
0: In a lot of cases, it's not even overtime. These are salaried employees who are who are basically like, hey. You need to stay and get this done or else you don't have a job.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's solid employees that are getting like six figures and they know what they're signing up for. I don't have that much sympathy for people who are like, oh, I worked on this game for a long time and I made a shit ton of money and I feel bad. Like, okay, that's great. Some people work a shit ton, don't make a lot of money and then feel bad too.
0: <laughs> right. It, well, that's the thing is you can have that argument all day long. Well, what point is enough money enough? And at what point do you start feeling bad for people and not feel bad for others? You know, but it's like... Realistically, you're right. The poorest people I know are also the hardest working people I know. So yeah, it's hard to feel sympathy. Like NBA players right now are losing paychecks and it's news because they're cutting paychecks by fifteen percent in the NBA. They're not fucking playing games. They're not going to practice facilities and putting in the work. Yeah, you don't get paid if you don't go to work, motherfucker. Like I don't I don't care. If you made ten thousand dollars a year, maybe it's an issue and the billionaire's paying you should probably continue to pay you your ten thousand dollars a year or your twenty thousand dollars a year, like a lot of these arena workers. But you make 150 million dollars, bitch. I don't give a fuck. Shut up. You guys should be worrying about the D League players who are making <laughs> 25,000. So anyway, same thing with, with video game developers. Yeah, it's a sliding scale. But how many people are making 25,000, 30,000 dollars a year, which is nothing, to, as contractors without the security of of benefit, health insurance? If they're getting the
1: overtime, that they're they're choosing their hours. In a lot of these cases, I mean. I don't know. I don't want to go into that aspect of it. I just wanted to bring that up, like mention it because there's there's not really like nobody really knows who leaked it. It's obviously somebody who was working on the game, but whether it was like internal or if it was through external QA or like how recent of a build was the leaked video from or like how long ago were they working on it? If they stopped working on it six months ago, the game might have changed in those six months because that's when it got delayed. So like we don't know like exactly how. You know. Word of God, this leak is via the transcript that they posted that was like the plot beats and the plot summary or the video that was like pretty much like backing up what that was. And like you have to imagine they finished motion capture over a year ago. So a lot of that would have been like really hammered in. Like there's only so much they could do without doing additional motion capture as far as story stuff goes with a game that's that intensive with video capture. So we don't know the exactly why somebody did this like people are speculating that it it was withheld pay it was they didn't like the the wokeness of the the culture in the company i mean you could take that with as many grains of salt as you want because whatever but somebody obviously was unhappy there's no like they weren't doing it for the people they're doing it because they were mad at the company and they wanted to get back at somebody it was clearly a retaliatory measure but we don't know like what they're retaliating against And to a certain extent, it doesn't really matter. Like this really screws over a lot of people, which sucks. But also, I don't know. I mean, you think about the last like four or five like major like motion pictures or TV shows that were spoiled or leaked ahead of time. You think about like Avengers Endgame was leaked ahead of time and people were not excited about the prospects of that that movie. People thought it was going to be a train wreck. It was going to be a trash fire. They weren't happy with like what happened to these characters The way that, oh, they're totally, you know, betraying Captain America's character. Like, how could he disregard the Avengers right after Tony Stark dies? And like, we watched the movie and it's like, it's a, you could have that view of it, but I feel like you and I, most of us, most of our friend groups were satisfied with that story. Or you think about both The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker getting leaked ahead of time, accurately, mostly, you know, and people weren't happy about those. People were either happy or unhappy actually seeing the movie. Uh, Game of Thrones got leaked ahead of time, season seven and season eight. People thought those were going to be train wrecks, whether you thought they were.
0: They were fucking terrible. You you just gave me three objectively bad examples. Season eight was the most ubiquitously hated piece of pop culture of our lifetime. That's why I threw in Endgame because you and I both liked Endgame. I also, of course, being totally anecdotal, I don't remember any negativity, like maybe outfit stuff, years 18 months in advance but like i don't remember because when it leaked i did my best to avoid clips and other things i don't remember any negativity surrounding it i I don't i just don't remember that i was reading through i was reading through a thread of uh
1: the original like post of the leak on reddit and like all the comments and stuff were from that time like there weren't like people posting months and months later and the whole plot synopsis was only like a few weeks before the, the movie came out because it was posted in like I want to say like end of March, and that movie came out in April. So it was, accurate, it was like though? fairly, fairly close. It was, yeah, it was, it was dead accurate. Oh,
0: okay. Went like beat for beat the entire movie, everything. As far as the, the accuracy, which I can assume the leaks are true because of Naughty Dog's statement they released, basically confirming that, yeah, these leaks are out there and we're really right. sorry. So and it sucks for anyone who wanted to enjoy this game. Listen, I did my best to avoid Game of Thrones spoilers. I did my best to avoid Avengers spoilers because I want to enjoy these things you know, I had I had Ben Solo spoiled for me ahead of Force Awakens, which sucked. And yeah, shout out to Jordan Markoff, you fucking piece of shit. But I tried my best to avoid it because I want to enjoy it the way it was meant to be in, in, enjoyed. So this sucks for people. And yeah, like I said, developers wanted this game out. Maybe CEO and whoever didn't. You know, the head of the studio wants to wait until they can sell as many games in a shorter window because it's a numbers game for them—not just monetarily, but also as far as getting backing for future endeavors. Like, they're, so like I said, they have all these different moving pieces and people with different motivations. And who's to say if they would have released this earlier, if they wouldn't have announced the leak, if they hadn't or uh, uh, the delay? Like, ah, who knows how this would have played out differently? Right? We we just we don't know. But part of your part part of me thinks ah they would have just fucking released it when they said they would. They may have avoided this whole fiasco.
1: Well, I mean, even if they released it when they said they would, that was what their initial release date was, like, end of May. And now they're two weeks into June. So they only really delayed it, like, when you get down to like, three weeks.
0: Right, and was the new release date, was that in response to the leaks? How much of this is a moving target? Maybe. I don't know if
1: they'd be able to be that quick on their feet, like... Would they be able to be like, oh shit, it leaked on Sunday. Let's announce a new date on Monday. Because that's what happened. Like, that's when I saw it circulating around on Sunday, like Sunday night.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It sucks. It sucks all the way around. And and I get bitter just from like a again, a consumer standpoint where it's like, do what's best for us, which is to release the fucking game. Because they even said when they delayed it, they said, sorry, this is out of control. The game is done. Yeah, pretty much done. Just like polish stuff and right. fixing bugs. So, and if they delayed it because the game needed to be polished, that's another thing. I'd rather have a game be delayed and have it be good. Then again, if you delay a game and it comes out and it's fucking Skyrim buggy mess, like that's unacceptable. You know, yeah. Yeah.
1: And most games come out and it's buggy as hell anyway. You right. have to wait for like a couple weeks of patches. And even then it might not even run as well as you want it to. Yeah. Because we're working
0: on hardware that's seven years old at this point. Right. Who 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 should you be mad at? Should you be mad at the person who leaked it? Should you be mad at the... The fucking suits over at Sony? Should you be mad at all of them? I don't know.
1: I don't really give a shit that someone leaked it. It sucks for the people who work there, but I don't know anybody who works there, so I can only feel, like, so bad about that. Like, just being realistic. Like, you can yeah. have infinite empathy and be completely feel bad about everything, every injustice in the world, but, like, I think I don't really care too much about the Naughty Dog developers, because I don't know them. Sure. But I it's more annoying, like, you see people who take an opportunity to, like, show you a screenshot and it's like they're just trying to get you to see a spoiler and like those people suck regardless of the game it had leaked it just means that you can't actually you can't be like oh man you haven't seen it in the first weekend and that now you're susceptible to spoilers because everyone wants to talk about it no this is someone who is taking pre-release footage and is like trying to right you know try to get around word blocks to tell you things about characters and it's like well that's great
0: thanks you know and this is this is like a interesting That's an interesting thing for me because I have a really fundamental issue. I shouted out Jordan earlier because he went around very intentionally, actively trying to fucking ruin, you know, the most anticipated movie. And then his response, whatever, I don't want to get into it. It was not good. A lot of people were fucking mad about it. That's one thing. Intentionally trying to ruin something for somebody is one thing. I don't have a fundamental issue with leaks. Like I don't have an issue. There, there are plenty of things that I like getting my hands on early. I want to know about. And if you
1: know it's going to be bad, then you don't. You want to like have that expectation
0: or like avoid it if you want to. Yeah, I don't care that he leaked it necessarily. I care that people are going out of their way to try and take that information out and ruin something Weaponize for other people. It. That's horrible. That's terrible. And it was a trivial thing. It's fucking video games. It's stupid. It's childish, dude. That's just like there's not a lot about life that's that is all we great. have right now. Okay? Well, it's all we have ever. Life sucks. And all we have is little things to look forward to. And when someone goes out of their way, because they're so small and pitiful that they want to take it from somebody else. The same reason I fucking hate scalpers. Oh my God. Can I rant about something that's not video game related? Yes. Oh my God, Nick. Scalpers. I'll make it quick. One of my favorite bands ever finally got the rights to an album they put out over 10 years ago to self-release it, doing limited press on vinyl. It was up for like three hours before it sold out which is fucking ridiculous. And I know if it's a rights issue and you only get the rights to print X amount of copies, I don't know if this was a forced scarcity thing, like, oh, limited edition, buy now, or if it was just that's all they were allowed to print under the agreement, the former label, I don't know. But I couldn't get a copy because I got on late. And it's so fucking frustrating because multiple sellers on Discogs and eBay with multiple copies of the new record not even in their hands. They just pre ordered it. They don't even know if they're going to get the goddamn thing. And these motherfuckers are scalping it. It's just a fucking $25 record. It was one of the few records on my list that I needed to, to get a copy of. And I, after 10 years, finally have the opportunity to do it. And these fucking pieces of shit for a couple of quick bucks, robbing somebody else of the opportunity. Like just one, it's just a little thing. It's, dude, it was capitalism. This is America. Fuck you, you poor piece of shit that you have to scalp records for a couple extra fucking bucks. Fuck yeah, you. ideally the, the the pre-orders would limit, you know, one right. per customer or right. something like that. Super frustrating. Same thing. Yeah, video games. It's just the people who go out of their way to fucking ruin shit for other people are just the worst kind of fucking people. No matter how trivial we're talking. And so when yeah, with these fucking spoilers. You sent me a meme with one of the screenshots and it had a fake caption or whatever. But even that, I started reading into. I was like, oh god, is this is this a meme that correlates to the actual leak? And it's like tongue in cheek, making fun of it. And then I started thinking, like, what could this mean? That I'm not going to repeat the 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 meme on the podcast, but I was like, oh shit! I thought that was context free enough not
1: to to spoil anything for you, but I just thought it was like a really dumb, weird line. Wait, was that a real quote from the fucking thing? I don't know. I didn't watch the videos. Okay, I don't have the time. I don't have the kind of free time to watch a bunch of fucking videos. All right, I read the plot synopsis and I saw that picture posted in a thread, and I was like. The funny picture.
0: Did you do you know the plot more or less of the original Last of Us? Yeah, and do you think it's any decent? It's fine. It's
1: like you know, Walking Dead, The Road, Logan, whatever. It's very bog standard zombie fiction.
0: Did you watch cutscene? Like, do you, do you know these characters, or you just know the general? Yeah, synopsis? I
1: got like, well, like uh, maybe a quarter of the way through the game. Hmm. Okay, ooh, that's not very far. I got to there's the the city with like the um the scavengers, like the weird cannibal people? And you're trying to escape with, like, the the brothers. Yeah. I got that far before I was like, this game isn't fun to play, so I'm not going to play it. Okay. And, like, the the cutscenes and, like, the acting was fine, but it wasn't enough to really, like, interest
0: me. So you think the, based on the leaks that you read, you think it's uh, not great? Not going to be received well? I don't think it's going to be received well. I think it's fine.
1: I feel like it's, like, I don't know. Did The Last of Us need a sequel in the first place?
0: No. We talked about that heavily back in the day. No, it absolutely. It's a sequel didn't. to a, a, a game that didn't need a sequel. Uh, listen, you know? I'm happy if you can tell a compelling story in that universe with characters we love. I have no problem with that. And it seems like the gameplay is a lot like tighter and more
1: fun based on like the preview coverage and like the videos they've shown. Hopefully, fingers crossed. You
0: know, but yeah, no, I have no problem with uh, they're gonna make a sequel if if they make it meaningful. They make it like. Like we had Breaking Bad, right? I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be El Camino. El Camino was, I thought, really good. I think people's expectations were different for it. But when I look at when I look at something like Breaking Bad, we taught, we've totally talked about this and used this analogy, but like, did we need El Camino? No. Was it a compelling and interesting story? And did it totally fit in as this epilogue to this great story that we loved all those years ago? Yes. Did it take anything away from that story? Hell no. Better Call Saul is a prequel. Do we need that? No. Is it really good? Hell yeah. To be fair, I haven't seen El Camino. I think people are going to receive this as well as they received The Last Jedi. That's bad. That's real bad. Because that movie was critically acclaimed because critics are fucking ridiculous. I think critics are going to acclaim this
1: one, but I think fans are going to feel betrayed. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> That's just like my personal taste, my personal view on it, coming sure. from someone who wasn't like enamored with the first one. Right. Right. But like, I look at like the story beats of the first one, and like what they did with the characters, and like what the message was, and I think people are gonna feel bludgeoned by this one. And like, you can sort of see that happening. Like, like regardless of like what you think is gonna happen, you can see that happening, right? Like, obviously.
0: Well, you you alluded to the woke culture at a studio like that, and I wonder how much that's gonna translate to some because it's so funny where we look like where do you draw the line between pandering and like get over it like some dudes kissed right like where do you get yeah. and and i can totally see a studio like naughty dog doing something like totally on the nose overt ridiculous totally unnatural like i liken it to like i don't know if you watch brooklyn 99 but like the last season they started doing these crazy like social justice monologues which are great i'm all for putting that kind of thing in your show but they literally just became monologues where it was like they were reading a tumblr post to camera. And he gets preachy. And it was so bad. And I'm like, this And this was a show that had done so well with them. one of the main characters, the captain of the police precinct is gay. And they did such a good job of making that like a really important aspect of his character. And plot points would totally based around that fact. And they handled it great. And then he just devolved. Yeah, it was also
1: great because he wasn't flanderized. Like, he's a, a, a ridiculous character, but he's not like a ridiculous stereotype of a right. gay character. Exactly. Either.
0: And that's great how they handle that. But then but then the new season it just it just became like, and what did we learn today? Yeah, it's Captain Planet for adults. Dude, yeah. And I'm like, this is bad. Like this they had five great seasons of the show. So anyway, I could see Naughty Dog doing something like that with Last of Us, where it's just like you had this subtle, nuanced, complex set of characters and relationships that you played out beautifully for a video game. I could totally see them taking that and and On one hand, trying to do something woke and lame, but also feeding it, doing the last, the last, uh, or the Rise of Skywalker thing, like let's make Ray and Kylo kiss, like do something dumb like that. Where it's like we we think it's what the fans want, but they're so out of touch with what real fans actually want that it's gonna totally backfire. So yeah, I'm curious to see how it plays out. I'm not invested, Nick. I liked the first game. I am going to play this game so that I have something to talk about with all the other people playing this game. And if it sucks, like that sucks, but I'm not gonna this isn't Game of Thrones. this isn't Star Wars. It's a game I'll forget about and never play a game if it's if it's not good pretty pretty low stakes
1: for you. I know yeah. you liked the first game more than like Uncharted and stuff, but also you're not even like a big horror fan, so it's no. kind of funny that <laughs> you can't even watch stranger things
0: <laughs> that's correct. Stranger things stresses me out. It is spooky, which is the most like <laughs> most like pedestrian sort of there are creatures then. Ascending from the depths of hell to like murder people graphically on screen. They call it the Upside Down. It's horrible. It's a demigorgon. It's a D&D enemy. Dude, did I tell you, I had a band like two, three years ago who wanted to do a music video that was totally Stranger Things um, themed. They were like a, like a horror themed band. They had a mascot. Totally ridiculous. And they wanted to do... Cool. The video turned out cool. I didn't do the video uh, in the end, but they had all these crazy things they wanted to do with special effects and... It was super campy and, and weird, but I was like, ah, it's kinda out of my wheelhouse, boys. Yeah, but anyway, not 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 terribly invested. Again, this situation sucks. You know, I'm bummed it happened. But let's jump over to just the last little bit of news that we missed from weeks ago at this point. Dual sense. This controller, Nick. I, I need to get your thoughts. It looks like a turret from Portal. <laughs> this shit looks like what everyone thought the future was gonna look like in the eighties. And then they made Back to the Future part two. Yeah, it looks like a it looks like one of the bad, the bad Star Trek series. Right. Idea of the future. It's like it's like it's like Back to the Future 2. Like, this is gonna be the future, 2015. And then in 2015, we're like, what the fuck? This is hilarious. That's what this controller looks like. Yeah, it doesn't look very
1: good. I don't like the two-tone. It looks like a weird looks like weird overalls are on the controller. I don't know why they still kept the touchpad. The 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 D-pad looks even worse. Like I right. thought the PS4 D-pad was pretty good and at least the um, sticks aren't so close together on the, the DualSense, but like, man, kind of a bummer. Looks just like a, it looks like an Xbox controller too, which is like fine. I think the Xbox controller and the Switch Pro controller are more ergonomic than the the DualShock 4. Looks a little bit less dinky. DualShock was always a little bit too small to be like, feel totally comfortable. I'm happy the triggers are still like actually concave remember the ps3 controller with the convex uh, trigger buttons that was asinine yeah um but yeah it just looks kind of ugly i don't know why the touchpad's still there they should have got rid of that whatever the t-
0: touchpads is 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 bad and listen marketing marketing's a thing they gotta they gotta sell this console especially in a time where these upgrades seem even more frivolous than before right and they these these consoles become more and more marketed towards like a boutique audience they have to find ways to push consoles so they got oh this is going to revolutionize the, the industry the way you've t- it's like haptic feedback which has been completely bunk for nintendo they're HD fucking rumble dude hd rumble yeah whatever also this controller is going to be like 80 dollars, dude i love the ps4 controller the the, Dual, the dualshock 4 is the, the obviously the greatest evolution of that line of controllers you love or hate the sticks um, the D-pad's better than the Xbox. I just wish the sticks were further apart
1: because I've had problems of my thumb slipping and like hitting the home button while hitting while it's also on the stick. Like Fair. they're way too close together. <laughs> I've never had that issue. Also, seventy five percent of the controller is a touchpad that nobody uses. Right, the touchpad's
0: irritating, and you have to charge it once a day. <laughs> Meanwhile, Xbox is still sending people controllers with AA battery slots.
1: Which I mean, at least those last for like a, a couple of weeks, you know. Also, also not great that you have to keep throwing away crap just to keep your controller. It's pretty sad. wireless.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It it just seemed like a a weird thing. First, they come out and announce all the technical specs so that everyone can laugh at them and say, "Wow, Xbox is going to kick your ass." And then they bring the controller out. Like this is not. They are they're doing what every. Major video game company is done with every major console.
1: It's like all the weird foibles that Nintendo does with their like weird, kitschy gimmick stuff, right? but in the fancier, more expensive way that Sony wants to do it. I don't know. The adaptive trigger like tension thing seems weird. I don't know if anybody's ever going to use that. I think of it in like the context of like imagine in a shooter where you're holding it down and then you have that like if you ever if you've ever actually shot a real gun you pull the trigger and there's a release point where there's no longer any tension on the trigger because it, it fired the gun fired so it's probably gonna have something like that where you get to the it's like harder and harder and harder and then you finally press it and it's gonna release and you have that less tension on there which will be cool and it'll be immersive but like <laughs> yeah. what does that add to the gameplay beyond like oh that's kind of cool same with like the HD Rumble in the, the Switch, which I think they probably put in there because it's hard to put like a real motor and like have real rumble in a, a console that small. But like that's not a problem with the Pro Controller, it's not a problem with the dual sense. I don't know why they're going with this weird HD Rumble for
0: the the PS5. Like this is gonna be expensive. Exactly. In what world does this improve the user experience enough to justify the price tag? Both to the console, both to the the controller, and whatever bundle that looks like. But it just seems like Sony's doing everything they can to shoot themselves in the foot after destroying this generation. And you saw Nintendo crushed with the SNES. What happened? They fucked up the N sixty four, which let the fucking PlayStation come to prominence. PS two dominated the world. What did they do, they fucked up with PS three. Xbox came to fruition. And they fucked it up with with uh, the and, Xbox and One.
1: We're really we're talking about it in the the context of this controller, it being like kind of weird and like bad, but it's not like bad enough where I think it's going to be a hindrance. I think it's just like unexciting and not very cool when we're totally like starved to see new games. We want to see what the games look like. That's what really matters right what the controller looks like is like cool it's like fun something to argue about in a podcast but it's not going to sell consoles it's going to be a picture on the box and you're going to see that and you're going to go oh cool what's horizon 2 look like right that is that's the selling point
0: well and in a vacuum you're totally right this controller is whatever it's not a big deal the controller is going to and be we fine we are in a vacuum right now we're totally starved for any information that sony has but i mean if you're trying to look at the big picture and and project Again, the reveal with the SSD and all this crap that no one cares about, teraflops, whatever. And now there's controller, the way they're leaking these in or or trickling us information, they're shooting themselves. Look what Xbox did with the Xbox One. Completely dead on arrival because of their own marketing and the way they trickled information. And then a lot of the the policies they tried to institute. Yeah, we're just not nearly that bad yet with with Sony. No, we're not. And Microsoft fixed everything about it, but the damage had already been done. So when I see this, They're not past the point of no return, but they're not doing themselves any favors. And if they have another bad little PR stunt or another moment or two like this, like you're quickly going to get to a point where it's like, hey, it doesn't matter if you sold 100 million PS4s. No one cares. We care what's next. And if you can't make that uh, uh, a meaningful value proposition before it actually arrives, you're not going to sell units. And Xbox is going to win the generation, and we'll be doing this in 2028. I don't know. The whole generation is going to be weird with
1: how... uh Crossplay has just grown in prominence and it's not going to matter if you got uh, the PS4 to play Call of Duty with your friends if you can just play your your Xbox with them too. So I think it's just like we're it's going to be the same and also not the same. Like every generation, I don't know, it's hard to it's hard to look into the future and actually see like who's going to actually win based on the information we have right now just because we
0: don't know enough. Right. I'm all about console wars because it, it forces people to make exclusives competition, uh, benefits the consumer. Exactly. So keep it up. Anyway, you got to g- get running, uh, go to work. Yeah, I gotta go. Uh, console crusade podcast. See you next time.